0: These are starting to feel like self tapes, like auditions, prepping for all these. But yo, what's up? Welcome to the YDF the Not Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen brogan Cortez. Welcome to episode eighty. Eighty, damn, never thought I'd say that. Eighty, yo, watch me get to one eighty. Today, uh, uh, a guest comes back for their third appearance to the YDF Not Podcast. The one and only Baby Ghost. Uh, we got into some like. We, we, <laughs> We didn't talk too much about. We didn't talk too much about like music per se. We talked a lot about Love Is Blind, believe it or not. That took up a lot of our conversation, uh, and it's a hefty one. If you didn't see by how long this one is, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, so, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Why the F Not podcast, with Baby Ghost recording boom boom oh, dude. okay we're live we're going okay hey hey oh it's so like hot. our little like talk prior to starting to record and everything that little catch up it was just so something's really comforting you know yeah Appreciate just appreciate the reconnect if anything that's like one of the best things i'm getting out of these uh, out of these podcasts just reconnecting with friends or just connecting with friends in general you know yeah. this is your third appearance now hanging yes. out on the show. I'm so honored. Three t- <laughs> thrice honored. Thrice honored, dude. And like I think are you holding the record right now? You might for oh I think for right now God. you might be holding the record. You you might be. We'll see. What's you. next? knighthood? Fucking I I'm... live shows, the Why the F Not podcast, the live show. Yes. With the special performance by Baby Ghost. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything got anything the possible. <laughs> but the Is possible uh, but that is seussical good year oh good year that shit makes me cry every time
1: never forget Susical is actually the first talent show song i ever sang in elementary school i wrote one of my own songs i really wanted to sing it and my mom was like no you're gonna sing alone in the universe from seussical to musical <laughs> It was so sad. I stood there with like a felt flower on stage.
0: Just like. I'm alone in the universe. Milo's like, I'm Everyone's like. Milo, Papa. I'm going. Hey, baby. Oh. Could you help with the boy? (laughs) Mom's coming. Mom has come for food. Mom will give you food right now. Yeah, mom we we'll, we have to we teach him sign language cuz he's deaf. Oh my god. And he's getting these these signs now. Like whenever like I got to go out or Stephanie has to go out, we now tell him like either he's not looking, either uh mom or dad are going out. And he can oh see. My god. So then he knows and he's like, oh, "Okay." Cuz before we started signing to him, we would leave and he, there would be a panic for him, I guess. He's the mm. unknown, you know. Right. And, and, no, he doesn't know information of what's going on around him. He's in the dad's leaving. Mom's leaving World's world ending. Cool. But now he, for real he, separation anxiety is a thing for him. He's a COVID pup, man. He just turned mm. three. Happy birthday. Milo. Damn, just Milo. Uh, we got him like Passed right. The terrible twos. To, yeah. He's still in them. Nah, he's no. <laughs> He's, he's getting way better at communicating. He's definitely growing up. It's Oh, shit. He might have to go take a shit, actually. All right, baby. I think Stephanie's going to have to take him for the team right now.
1: Oh, cute.
0: Uh, yeah, he's like pawing at the door. Um, he might need to go for a walk. Yeah, because he's he's looking at the leash. Yeah, he's getting way better at communicating. But again, the signing, oh, it's been a mm-hmm. godsend. Once we figured out that he was deaf, we... We set a game plan, you know, what signs can we show him that are simple and direct? So we have, okay, he's not here, but the first one I'll show you is this. This is walk. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit! You <laughs> turn the yeah. corner. Like, he, I swear, he, I'll, I'll put fingers down like that. And he'll be like, what? His ears go, what's up, dad? You, you good? You want to go? You want to go outside? And then this is eating. And like I said before, Aww. this is mom and dad. And then no, no mom and dad we're staying home we're just home it's cool it's cool i love you i love you um that's so cool but yeah before we're before that tangent of milo and him being deaf i was mentioning a a quote by hold up he it's a netflix show what's it it's called the the gospel hour something gospel hour netflix gospel hour this it's like a psychedelic oh here you go the midnight gospel animated yeah have you heard of the midnight gospel
1: i have heard of it i don't know if i've watched it i I, do remember seeing it and talking about it i was
0: like i'm gonna tip your camera over dad i'm sick of this shit (laughs) (laughs)
1: thank
0: you mvp baby
1: revenge
0: this uh this episode sponsored in part by stephanie stephanie Mm -hmm. Taking Milo on a walk so that Stephen can record his podcast. Stephanie, hell yeah! <laughs> Fucking turns the corner, thumbs up. <laughs> 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 but but uh, uh, back to Midnight Gospel. I highly highly recommend that show. It's it's so beautiful. The animation so unique. It's very it's very psychedelic uh, inspired. Very psychedelic inspired. Bright colors. Yeah. And I was About the...
1: to say, I think I did watch that show, but yeah? like on something.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, that's... which is
1: why I'm kind of like, eh. it I feels like a dream. Show, I... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think I watched that, but the the little guy in the witch hat, right? Yeah, yeah. Terrible. The per, they're all purple. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So, so the
0: guy who voices the little the little main guy at the witch hat, his name is Duncan mm-hmm. Trussell. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what his job title is. Uh I first discovered him on the Joe Rogan podcast. They do a podcast every year, like during like I don't know, they had one during like uh like whenever like the world's gonna end or whatever, whether that be like the mm-hmm. mind calendar or something or some crazy thing happening. Uh they like wear ghillie suits or like <laughs> NASA shit and they just smoke a ton of weed and just go off on like crazy deep thoughts. But uh but on one of the episodes I was watching, Duncan, Duncan said a quote that stuck with me, especially for what we were talking about, like my family and stuff. And the yeah. quote was, tend to the part of the garden that you can touch. Mm. I was like, whoa, okay. Okay. Cause I don't know about you, but I, I tend to like overreach in my garden. If you right, like go above and beyond yeah. or like my I have people pleasing qualities personally you know like I I know that oh, really? gotta like back that up and like found find my own boundaries but uh but when I heard that fucking blew my mind dude I was like 10 to the part of the garden you can touch I was like yeah. okay That's so now so now I'm just trying to focus and cultivate the relationships in my garden that I can touch and that I can reach mm. you know and not mm. overreach where I feel like, you know, it's, it's straining me, you know, kind of like boundaries, you know, boundaries are, <laughs> some people hate that fucking everything. word.
1: Dude, no, they're everything. I was just talking about this today with my friend, both setting and respecting boundaries. They're both equally important skills, I think. Mm
0: hmm. Well, that's a, this is a beautiful way to start and the equally podcast. equally difficult. Man. Oh, so difficult, dude. So difficult. Because at first, Especially
1: like, for the people pleasers.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh my mm-hmm. God, yes. Especially like if you're in a, yeah. in like toxic relationships that you don't necessarily think they're toxic and that they're so cyclical and repetitive. And once you step out of it, it's, it's almost unreal, right? It's like, wait, am I do something wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. Is this right?
1: Hmm. Yeah, you can fail to make boundaries at your own expense because you think that like it'll ultimately better a relationship or someone's opinion towards you or you know whatever that is. It's like, well, if I can give this up, then I'll benefit from it in the sense that people will like me more. But that's not always a benefit oftentimes I think that's a detriment if they're liking you because of the sole fact that you disrespected your own boundaries or didn't set them in the first place. Yeah. It's like I, Is that the kind of person you really want to have in your life? You know, someone you feel that you can't set boundaries around that at least ones that will be respected.
0: And is that the kind and of person you want to be to yourself? You know, like exactly. Do mm-hmm. like, it starts with self-respect, right? And self-love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying right. That I love myself enough to know that I don't want to be treated that way. If you have a problem with that, fuck me. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> I don't like right.
1: that. Yeah, exactly. I think it's such a skill to be able to set boundaries and to be in a place where you think that you deserve to be able to set those boundaries but setting boundaries, I think, is 100% an act of love mm-hmm. and an act of self-love also because it's like I'm doing this for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> this Most for of the everybody. time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've always, I, I don't know where I got this from, but I've always liked to say that, hey, you can do whatever you want in life, whatever you want, as long as you're not mm-hmm. hurting yourself or anyone around you. God bless. Gaia, Gaia bless you know do mm-hmm. you do you booboo yeah. have fun but once mm-hmm. you start hurting others and it, it, like that's the thing it doesn't even have to just be others because that's why that first one said if you're hurting yourself that's enough to stop
1: mm-hmm too true it should be anyways yeah. but I think that there's so it's so much easier to justify inf- infringing on your own boundaries or like disrespecting yourself because of the sheer fact that it is yourself at times. It's like, if you exhibited this behavior towards a friend or you saw someone in that situation where this was happening to them, it wouldn't be the same type of. Okay. If that make sense?
0: That makes total sense. <laughs> that makes no. total sense. It's like, it's like when I think that, that that's like when you're going through a hard time, Right and maybe you're beating yourself up because you made a mistake and in retrospect would you treat someone else that way if they made that mistake like right like just like that like how would you treat a friend who just made that act right again like right we have to have I, I, I don't know if it's because I had experiences with uh with psilocybin already and it's already been in my system but I really feel that that can like that kind of mindset is achieved once you can just step out of your own skin and like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a full ego death because that that's that can be scary i haven't had that yet and like don't know if i want to have an ego death just yet but i don't know i feel like you got to get past yourself and your ego
1: oh yeah yeah i think that can come about in so many ways but Psychedelics definitely enhance that mindset of, like, oh, there's more. And there's so much more, in fact, that we're on a microscopic level, universally speaking. You know, like, we're nothing, which means our problems are even less. But also, we can't think that and diminish the sheer fact of real-world problems that are overtaking you know the world beyond borders it's like how do we balance the two very real things of like this existential awareness and the reality that's happening every day all day around us
0: i don't know how to get there because like between like individual persons it's easy to get to that point but then it's when you get right. to groups of people and then fucking right. we like to think we're so fucking advanced and as a, as a, as a, as a society. Right. And I'm talking like in the war, even just take this country, whatever. Right. But like, mm-hmm. we're still so fucking primal and fucking our tribes and shit, like fucking red versus blue and bullshit. It's just, it gets exhausting. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. I heard. Okay. I saw this TikTok of a woman talking about a, about uh fucking Generation Z, the Xenials, right?
1: Nice. And
0: how these Zenials have witnessed during their formative year, formidable years, formidable years, they witnessed a lockdown, right? They witnessed the lockdown and they witnessed all the millennials and boomers and shit all slow down and like be like, oh, wait, shit's not right. But then when everything turned back on, Boomers were like, yeah, let's just go back to normal. Millennials were like, wait, let's go back to normal. And then Xenia's are like, you're going back to normal. You right. know, like what's normal? But it's normal.
1: There's no such thing. And that's the thing is like, that's the generation that I'm a part of because I was born in 1997. And like, I saw some similar videos that were talking about the fact that like, people... Oh, I was like, well, you're the generation that, like, you're the first generation that doesn't really remember 9-11. But we do remember 9-11 because every single year after that, we had to watch videos of 9-11 in graphic detail that were, like, re-traumatizing us year by year, growing up in that sort of, like, weird remembrance Trauma era going into, you know, like a crazy election with Obama and, you know, the, the sort of like resurgence of voices saying that like social justice needs to be prominent in our society and needs to be at the forefront of so many fights and it's like, we have just known this energy our whole lives. And it is very tiring.
0: You're because also Because what the fuck
1: else like, <laughs> is there to, to hope for? You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. And you're also the generation, right, that, I mean, like, pretty much had everything updated minute by minute from the media. Like, not just TV right. and film, not just like news and stuff right but like you grew up Mm -hmm. not knowing like i mean did you grow up with dsl or like what's like the earliest for you was it like wi-fi straight off the bat you know like youtube and social media off the bat for you or can you remember a time even before that
1: um i remember kind of when youtube was still just like popping out like when i was young my dad had the motorola razor flip you know like that was the coolest thing in the house um all i i had a walkman at one point (laughs) i had a walkman with tapes um and then transition to the cd player dvd vhs all that shit and then youtube sort of kind of came out around the time i think when my dad got the iphone one like the literal og iphone like Fucking <laughs> round ass corners, like super big, basically just look like an iPod. Not even like a camera the button yet. on there.
0: The first iPhone didn't have a camera. I don't think so.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> no camera. And that was, I feel like, a huge turning point because it was like, whoa, you get everything just like in your pocket. It's just crazy. But I was one of those kids who had extremely restricted access to the internet. Mm. So I remember not really going on the internet until like on my own until like seventh eighth grade
0: seventh eighth grade was that school computers or just like home computer with internet
1: that was like a home computer but very like limited my mom would always turn the wi-fi off like <laughs> when i did my school projects and stuff she'd give me my computer for like two <laughs> seconds shit take it away you're done Time i out. still found a way i knew how to plug that shit back in i'm not stupid <laughs> like <laughs> not hard mom come on yeah, I would plug it in. I got Facebook. She had no idea. I was Whoa. all on there. Like, it was great. Um, but I do remember some of my friends, like, showing me shit in elementary school, like, solid fingers and, you know, like, the scary it's, it's, it's stuff. So funny. Because we you just went... had unfiltered access. Okay,
0: time out. Time out. First off, okay, I was about to just say how I feel like we're not too far apart generation wise yeah. but now you just said salad fingers and I'm like no okay yeah zenial okay yeah 97 mm-hmm. got it because yeah. I mean dude okay salad fingers is one thing okay that's one thing but I remember a time in school during middle school where like we had unrestricted access to the internet in our computers where they didn't right. know about firewalls yet I think on for like the for mm-hmm. LAUSD we were looking at do you know what the pain olympics are
1: oh god no
0: Okay, see, now I see where the generation gap is. Perfect. This is usually where it stands, where people are like, Xenos are like, oh, I had unrestricted access to the internet. I had salad fingers. I had Shrek is love. Oh, yeah. See, that freaks you out. That freaks you. Okay, trigger warning to anyone watching this or listening right now. I'm just going to give a slight description of what was Pain Olympics. These were videos... That we were watching in middle school, and I'm only like, oh, no. you said 97. I'm 91, so I'm not even that much older than you, right? Right. But see, even that small time difference did so much generation-wise because y'all are talking right. about salad fingers and Shrek is love. That made you feel different and fuck, freaking freaked you out. We had fucking pain Olympics, which that, okay, that consisted. That consisted of someone putting a butter knife down the pee-pee that consisted of someone getting wasps and just having them go all out on their genital area. And I'm being very, no. I'm gonna be very. It, this goes. There was one video of a guy putting a jar up his rectum, and apparently, and it breaks. Right? And it breaks. Have you heard of the root? the The rumor is I like
1: I saw that.
0: The rumor is that it broke because his family opened the door, coming into the house, and he's in the bathroom. It freaked him out. He clenched, but. Anyways, like, I do not want to get into that even more. That's not no. all I'm saying is that, like, they like to bring up like 9 11, like, you know, 9 11, right? But, like, we were seeing other shit that was fucking with us with now, the internet.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It was just like constant stream. And that's why I'm kind of glad sometimes I didn't have that access because I know kids who are slightly older than me who, like, were seeing murders in real time on the dark web because it was just like there. You know what I mean, and that shit is unfathomable. Like, unfortunately, it is fathomable, but it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually some ridiculous.
0: scary shit in the internet, and we were just <sighs> let yeah. go. It's you know what it is. You know, you know what the um, mm. the modern day version of that is mm. is parents buying their ten year old kids that generation ten year old kids now <coughs> VR headsets. And traveling oh, into the metaverse, for real. because here's the thing: if you have a computer, if you have an iPad, at least you can glance over your kid's shoulder and be like, "What are you doing there, Jimmy? What are you surfing right. there, little Susie?" Right? You know what I mean? You got a Damn, VR headset. You that. don't know what Jimmy's on. You don't know what room he's in. Like, yeah, there's some amazing, wonderful things in in the world of the metaverse, right? Like you can go to a stand-up show. You can get a job at a virtual subway. There are a lot of crazy what? things you can do in the me- yeah. There's some crazy shit you can do in the metaverse. It's it's. This is all real. It, no, this I is mean real. like VR, VR like and like real. the metaverse and shit. Oh, it's so real, dude. Oh my god, yeah. fucking people like Snoop Dogg, Adidas, major brands have bought virtual real estate in these metaverses, dude. Like it is happening. It is real. Yeah. It's in like holy Black Mirror Meta, you know, like fucking Facebook Meta and shit. That's just one yeah. of them. There's different metas going on right now as we speak. Yeah. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a oh, uh, no. some of my favorite some of my favorite um and this isn't like VR, but these are, I in my I guess like standing perspective wise, kind of how they started. So okay, you know the game Grand Theft Auto. Okay, so people can get Grand Theft Auto Five right now, right? The news game. You can play mm-hmm. it so that you get access to a person's private server, right? Where they are running their own, their own, uh, their own server, their own simulation of Grand Theft Auto Five, their own world, and you're a lot of the times paying to get access to this world. And there's rules and shit, right? Like there's people playing cops, there's people playing thugs, you know, doing. Dude, like, like, see this? That's the be- like me playing video games and shit, battles, fucking battlegrounds or whatever, like, like PUBG, whatever, like, whatever. So- I'm playing Sonic right now, whatever. I'm a fucking baby compared to what these people are doing. Like, baby ghost, like, okay. There's, Ooh, there's okay. people straight up on TikTok, Damn. on lives, on lives, where they're they're playing cops in the Grand Theft Auto world and they're pulling people over and they're like, last in the registration, sir well do you know you were speeding and he goes oh I'm sorry officer yeah and you hear like the guy on his game chat just being like oh I'm so sorry yeah 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 yeah. and, <laughs> like, and, and, they, and they they all simulate and then they simulate it but they're it like in like the, the goggles no they're probably playing PC controller like keyboard <sighs> or mouse like, again this is like the predecessor of what the metaverse is now or what it's going to be like we're mm. I don't even know what stage it's in honestly because okay there's you can go see live content not live But you can see VR concerts in the metaverse. People are doing it right now. Like, let's see. Hold up. Let me do a quick Google of, let me see, what major artists have done concerts in the metaverse. Honestly, dude, as an artist, you should look into that. Like, fuck it. Like, make your own avatar in the metaverse and then perform your music. Have, like, a haptic suit. Like, people do this. Like, oh, my God. Me and Stephanie were watching this show. About like uh, how people live a whole life online, like with like their VR, with their avatar. People met, fall in love, have weddings, dude. They have huge weddings, and all their metaverse friends join. Like it's they have actual lives in this. It's crazy. Okay, here we go. (laughs) This is so bamboozled right now. Okay, come on, come on. Think, think, Think about it. What if you told someone like twenty finged, years ago? Like, what ew. if you told someone twenty years ago, you would be able to go live on a, something called a telephone, on your phone, go live, and like sing your music and like make money, which is what people do on TikTok.
1: It's true. Sometimes I do that, and people say weird ass shit to me.
0: Ooh, ooh, wait, wait, like 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 wait! You do are like TikTok you doing? lives.
1: Yeah, I do TikTok lives uh-huh. all the time, it's just like random shit. Like when I'm doing my makeup or like practicing my <laughs> set, and I'll just like be singing and doing my makeup or like listening to music and doing my makeup. Everyone's like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this?" <laughs> <laughs> because why not? And I was See? like, "Well, you're here. You're watching it. You're commenting on it. So like, I don't know what to tell you." I, I honestly, like, if I were spent-
0: the- if I were you I would I would just I would answer them honestly like why are you doing this and be like it's because it's my art and I find that it really fulfills me spiritually emotionally in this really otherworldly level that's why I do this and then I'd be like I'm like nah fuck your mom
1: (laughs) 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 you suck Get off my stream. Blocked.
0: <laughs> you know you know what? I can uh, we can do TikTok lives together and, uh, and we'll, we'll do like we'll we'll, f- we'll fuck around with the people talking shit, all right? Uh, yeah. we'll do like jam oh my sessions. God, I'll have I have my harmonica and we'll do jam wow. sessions. My harmonica, harmonica
1: is in, It is in
0: C major, so, so So I only have a limited range Easy. but fuck around with that. Um, Perfect. but just to bring this back the Mer- the metaverse era of concerts featuring Travis Scott and Justin Bieber. Okay, this is from wow. it's called Airdrop Alert. Let's see. Concerts in the metaverse however seem to be the latest fad. Not only is the next big building block in the metaverse, but it is also the next step in the evolution of the virtual music industry. Even though we have seen a plethora of artists conducting their business and holding virtual shows on the Internet, they were largely answerable to human limitations. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Travis Scott's concert in the Fortune video game space. Over two million people in their avatars showed up for the concert. So let's just repeat that again. Travis Scott... Had a concert in the fortune video game space, so that's probably like the the virtual real estate that he rented out his space to, right and 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 mind you, home my dude's probably in his living room wearing like like trackers and shit, you know but two million people two wow. million people I mean think about it. Like That's it's wild. You're more accessible. People can't make it to you. Like who knows? Like right? Like the maybe money's an issue, or maybe sometimes people can't make it because physical limitations. Right. Like there's so many variables in that why people can't make a concept. Maybe it's, it's a different country. Maybe someone. Right. Maybe someone in like the Czech Republic loves Baby Ghost, but they're like I can't see Baby Ghost because I'm in the yeah, Czech I Republic.
1: Publishers in the Czech Republic. But
0: now. Got listeners in Croatia. What up? croatia wait croatia you got baby ghost fans in croatia actually i have like one that's what's but up. still you uh one
1: croatian fan Shout i see
0: out. you <laughs> i think it's croatian it's correct would you would, Although, you, <sighs> would you ever do a metaverse concert would you and i don't know Tell me your thoughts because no. I'm not a am not I'm not a singer songwriter. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a a performer like you are right in the sense like you are. So like dude, like what what's your take on it?
1: I am not anyone who has any knowledge on that kind of stuff. So I'm like coming from the other end, you know, but to me it seems like it's in the realm of this new age. Concert like attitude where there are no limitations we can do anything we can bring abba holograms holograms to the fucking main stage you know like all this shit crazy shit that you never thought was possible like michael jackson's on stage again type shit but that also reminds me of like that black mirror episode where miley cyrus gets all of her music like essentially he like
0: you know that ha- from her brain that happened in real life you know that right with amy whitehouse mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like they an ai wrote a new amy whitehouse song yeah like that's fucking like
1: yeah I, I just so that kind of shit like to be able to do that i think is a disrespect to the artists mm. um especially if they're not here anymore um because it's like where does that money go you know what I mean? If it's not all going to the family, it's going to Capitol Records. It's going to, like, the people who are producing it. Um, And if it wins an award, like, it's going to other people. You know what I mean? so yeah. the ability to sort of, like, take bits and pieces of artists' music or performance or whatever, like, the accessibility is amazing. But at what point does accessibility become, like, the ability to creatively license another artist's work as your own or as something else.
0: I mean, that I think I think what you're alluding to, if anything, right, is quality over quantity. Do we really right. want to pump out all these Amy Winehouse songs that aren't really her or do we want to just appreciate what we have left of what is her legacy as an artist? Mm-hmm. Right. But OK. Yeah. But here's a question. Here, here's a concept. What if an AI emerges as an artist and it's backed by, by a bunch of engineers who built it, but the AI is the artist? And what if the AI wins an award, right? Like it wins an award, right? <laughs> And then it's not even producers who are picking up the award, it's just engineers. Mm. <laughs> An Elon Musk type of guy oh. or girl person picking up this award. Like how would that cuz they're doing AI art already. There's AI imagery art happening right now online. There's right. like, video is going to come out soon. There's like a mm-hmm. new program that can change your voice immediately while you're talking. I mean, yeah. What, what is real like it's yeah. we're getting to that point of the matrix, right of like what is real,
1: and it's scary because I think there should be universal livable wages before there is a i on a major scale mm. um and it's getting to that point where a i is going to be something that's utilized as opposed to just like a novelty you know and something that does art and something that does this and that it's mm-hmm. like. People are going to be utilizing AI without universalizing universe universalizing I don't know yeah if that's the word that sounds right um without making a cohesive, coherent like livable wage plan for everyone and it's like if we're not able to live and then there's all this AI, especially if it's AI capitalizing off of an industry where people notoriously already aren't successful um, and aren't able to make money and aren't able to break in if they don't have either a connection like industrially or or otherwise, you know, like nepotism, for instance. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, like, very hard to break into those industries. And I think for AI, it would be so easy because it's already, like, that's already a major talking point and a major marketing point right there is the fact that this is AI doing something that we've always seen people doing. And that, you know, has always been. I think that way about... Like the Instagram Hmm. model, like Lil, what's her name? Lil Michaela, right? Isn't that her name?
0: What? 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 The Instagram model? Little. These
1: crazy like Instagram.
0: Kiss Kiss eh?
1: Like AI people. I think that's her name. Little. Lil Michaela.
0: Here, let me send you her.
1: Is that her name?
0: Wait, little. Little Michaela, Instagram. Little see. Michaela living in LA, Meat Villa. Wait. What? Wait. Let
1: me send see. It. Let me see. Little Michaela, but it's with a Q. It's at Little Michaela. i send it to you. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you see a 19-year-old robot living in L.A.?
0: Wait, send it to me, please. Wait, who? Who? Where? Like,
1: these people look real, but they are...
0: They're AI-generated.
1: AI-generated. And, like, they have these Instagram profiles. I'm going to send you on Instagram.
0: Okay, okay. Like,
1: they they have these profiles they have these social media accounts they'll like post pictures and videos and there'll be other real people in the shots and then it's like them all hanging out but they're fake and the concept just blows my mind because she has 2.9 million followers on instagram (laughs) and she's like probably made by some old white dude like i think i looked into her up for a little bit because i was just like so baffled by the whole concept um but, but it out. just got to be too much for me because i i just genuinely could not wrap my head around the purpose of this and I, I it was essentially i guess supposed to be somewhat of a social experiment
0: that's what i was gonna
1: say um but it is made like by an adult man i'm pretty sure which is weird <laughs> because she's like a 19 year old robot girl um and i'm just like i don't know dude the fact that this is where we're at right now and this is what kids are
0: following like well i'm it's it's where we're what? at What? but it's where we've been at because it reminds me of an account a story of uh of a uh, hold up because again, and it's another Instagram story, right? But hold up, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Man, let, me see. let me see. I'm a I'm I'm really good at Google and stuff. Let's see. Okay, beautiful. Okay. I found it immediately. Okay, so in Japan, this this is this is the uh, the article title: Japanese biker posing as a woman turns out to be a 50 year old man using a face app. So using face app. Wow. Because he was posting stuff normally, but people weren't having any reception to it. But then he was posing. And oh. here's the thing. He wasn't posing anything like he was just posing stuff of his motorcycle rides. That's it. You know, but it was him, you know, as a woman riding the motorcycle in, in the same outfit wow. and everything. Everyone bought it, you know, right? They followed. They She, be, she became famous. Moreover, he did right. And and then he came out about it. Wow. Was honest about it. and i i'm pretty sure people didn't shun him about it which is kind of lovely they were like oh that's cool no worries
1: <laughs> wow it's like have you ever seen the circle on netflix
0: night wait with is that way is that a reality tv it's show like a
1: reality show yeah
0: no i have not seen the, the whole
1: circle concept yet. is it's like a few different people they're in rooms they can't see each other and all they can interact with is through like a social media profile but they can pick any picture they want and any bio they want. They can play as anyone. Basically, they can yo, catfish. Yo, Netflix. And Netflix so you have to like, figure out. They're doing some <laughs>
0: shady stuff in their in their reality TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: fuck. No, really, though. Really. I just got done with Love is Blind.
0: Oh, we can hilarious. talk about Love is Blind. Yes! We can talk Love is Blind because that oh, shit. Oh, my
1: God. It was finish. hilarious. Do you want to yes. skip over
0: circle? Should we skip over circle? The circles are relevant now. All right, it's irrelevant now. <laughs> love it. Let's talk. About I it. love. First, when did you? Start I only watching saw it? that third season. Okay, perfect. I started
1: watching it after I saw the TikTok of the of Andrew with the eye
0: drops. Oh my god, that was so cringe, dude!
1: It's... <laughs> I saw like a fifteen second clip where he goes, "How are we rolling?" Okay, hold on. And he just like puts the eye drops in, and then he goes, "I've just." I never thought I could care for someone so much that it brought me to tears. (laughs) That sold it for me. I was like, I'm watching this. That's hilarious. And you really thought he could get away with that. It's insane. And not have them put it in.
0: But like this show has gotten. I started watching second season. I think I watched first season. Mm. Me and Stephanie have been watching it and I'm. The first season feels like a fever dream. I don't really remember it, but I feel like I remember it. Mm-hmm. But as 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 the show has progressed, I feel like I don't know. I don't want to make a generalization, of course, mm-hmm. but I feel like the show is attracting more people who are here for the clout, who are here for the fifteen oh, totally. minutes, right? Like, like that like what's his face He's doing the like eye drops like bro
1: yes, a hundred percent. he only went on there to like toot his own horn. I think that about a lot of the people and I don't think that I watched the first season um and if I did, it was the same thing where I'm like, this is feels like a dream because so many <laughs> of those reality dating shows on Netflix uh, like blur together Mm-hmm. and I, they feel exactly the same. And there's this one like girl from the UK or something, Chloe, and she's on like a couple of them. I don't know if she was on Love is Blind, but whichever other one, I think she was on The Circle, too, or something. Okay. So She was on The Circle, but she was also on one of the dating ones, and that's the one that I watched a little bit of. It might have been Love is Blind first season, but it, it wasn't like memorable for me whatsoever. What? Third season, Love is Blind memorable as fuck
0: well let's give a quick rundown of the show for those listening who don't know what love is blind love is yes. blind is a, is a is a reality tv show on netflix where uh groups of men and women uh, a group of men group of women uh meet each other but they don't see each other they meet each other in these th- in these rooms called pods where there's this glass smoky window in between them a wall and they just get to talking right they get to know each other and And I think they have about a week or so or two weeks to, like, date.
1: Ten days. Ten Ten days.
0: So you have ten. Imagine, if you will, dear listener, you join a show. You meet someone. You're meeting a bunch of people. But within ten days, you're hoping to find a person that you're going to want to marry. And that's going to want to marry you. And so this show is... (laughs) To see if love is truly blind. And so far it's I mean, it's been it's been a shit show and it seems like and I mean that in in the most in the most loving way, Netflix, you know, because it's a beautiful shit show to watch, but but the trauma (laughs) Ridiculous the level of
1: trauma also (laughs) let it be known that so you go through, you get engaged in the pods, then you get out, you have to live with each other for three weeks. But you have to decide whether or not you want to marry them at the altar. That's the kicker. It's like you bring all your friends and family, you get the dress, you go to the altar, and then you say your vows. And after your vows, you're like, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And these producers (laughs) say I don't. These producers are so conniving because they always make the person who you're most worried about, who you're most on the edge about their answer, go first. These, oh, yeah. these producers know what they're doing man but yeah so, so so the first ten days they get to know each other in the pods and like that can be really cute you know they get to know each other they get vulnerable so for this season, I appreciated a lot s k and Raven mm. I appreciated how Raven there was that moment in the pods and my memory is really fuzzy with the pods now because that's becoming a fever dream in my mind now like season two and one <laughs> right but in the pods, Raven was talking to, not SK, but was it Bartise? Bartise. Oh, bar Piece of shit. More like. That that son of... Yeah, we'll talk about him soon. <laughs> they, 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 <gasps> you He assumed they would be a match made in heaven because he assumed that she was this fitness person who was probably beautiful, which she is. Physically, yes, she is beautiful, but... Mm-hmm the thing i really appreciated about them in the pods was that when raven was talking to bartice in the pods she was doing jumping jacks
1: dude that was so funny he's like pouring his heart out talking (laughs) about how his like parents like he found out his dad was cheating on his mom or something like the moment he found out and she's like doing jumping jacks and she doesn't even apologize he's like are you working out She's, like, She's yeah. like, oh, you heard me? That's funny.
0: <laughs> savage. She, she didn't care, and that's why, like, I, savage. So you watched all of season three, right? All of it, even mm-hmm. the reunion. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So spoiler alert for anyone watching. Spoiler alert. Um. So with Bart, with with uh, with Raven and SK, mm-hmm. SK saying no threw Dude, me for yeah, a world. Me off guard for real. But then I thought about it. And after, you know, watching the reunion and seeing that they're still together, I'm like, oh, yeah, you made a reasonable choice for the best. Mm -hmm. A lot of tears. especially. I think he's the smartest one, dude. He was he was the most respectful on that show. Let's be honest. He was the he was the most gentleman out of all of them. And I don't Mm -hmm. know. Should we pick out what's the biggest difference from him that he's not American? Oh, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, the non-American is making all these American boys look like trash. Right.
1: <laughs> right. For real. Like, he was really with it. He was so nice. And everyone I loved Raven was like, stay out of my man's DMs because everyone is just <laughs> raving about him. Like, people love SK. Cause, and rightfully so. Yeah.
0: He's golden, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's wrapped in suede for a reason, you know, in velvet. He's mm-hmm. wrapped in velvet. Was it velvet or suede? Yep. The, men, velvet. the men's wrapped in velvet for a reason you know he's oh yeah because because it was really it made it such a dynamic difference in the show with the gentleman because you have sk right who's with raven <laughs> and raven is a, a very strong woman right she mm-hmm. knows she's beautiful but i feel like she is tired of like having that be the determining factor or like the initial thing that has men wanting her right which is, I think, right. what made her want to go on this show. Um, mm-hmm. And here comes SK, who was like, hey, I want to I wanna love you however you want to be loved. Right. Um, and don't worry about it. And SK, for those who don't know, he comes from a South African family where his dad has multiple wives. So who knows what kind of dynamic that was for him? You know, like, not saying, you know, I don't know what the kind of life that is, right? No judgments here, right? But like, SK saw a certain type of life, right? And he's like, no, like, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I found Raven cool you know what you want here I want to love you how you want to be loved yeah and Raven dug that and that's why I was Mm -hmm. so happy when like first off they matched they looked like they matched perfectly at the reunion they were sitting like polar opposites though which is like come on producers you wanted them just to walk across the entire stage for no reason
1: I know (laughs) but SK and then put them back in the same positions make them walk back
0: OK, but SK made all the guys look bad, especially like, well, I was he made say, themselves look bad. He made them look worse. He made them look worse. Thank you for sure. I was going to say initially Cole, but then not going to lie. My heart kind of broke for Cole at the end after the reunion, after the entire reunion. And we saw the Tangerine story. I was like, yeah. Oh, perspective. It's true what they yeah. say. There's his story. There's her story. And then there's the truth. And mm-hmm. everyone's perspective is valid, but, real, but, dude. but, but watching the reunion and how Cole was first, first off, let's talk about my yeah. boy. I think he let himself go with the beard. Right. I don't know if he was trying to make a look, but like poor guy, like mm. being bashed at and he's like, just trying to be accountable and shit. And he's the one actually being vulnerable with his emotions during this entire fucking experience. Right. In the reunion. And I'm like, Oh, he has a beard. He didn't talk to anybody he said, you know, and he's like I haven't talked to anybody or whatever. Like, that's why I didn't text you or whatever. Like, he seemed really right. broken-hearted. And then in right. the, during the tangerine scene, right? The big the big mm-hmm. scene now. What's her what's her name? It was uh Zaneb. What was her name? Say it again. Zaneb? Zaneb. She was talking about like the tangerine story how she thought she she felt that he was making comments on, you know, what she should eat and that was making her feel bad and it was a lot, right? And we get to see the story, right. but we actually see that Cole was really, you know, really uh, adamant about wanting to go visit her family in England. You know, he was already, mm-hmm. he he was, he was ready to marry her. Yeah. He, and after all that, cause like, I was kind of like judging Cole. I was like, oh, Cole, why did you, bipolar Cole? You said you. Dude, uh, that was fucking bad <sighs> though. Like That was bad. <sighs>
1: I think, you know, at the beginning, he had his whole thing with Colleen where he said, I don't think you're at the point where you're ready to be vulnerable and open enough to marry someone, and I am. And I don't think that's true. I don't think he was ready to to be like, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he was... As ready as he said. And he was, like, a little immature. I think, you know, whatever. He's young still. But, like... Yeah, that said a lot for me. Because I was like, bro, what makes you think that you are, though? What makes you think that you are? Especially because you explicitly, like... Basically explicitly said that you don't want to be with him, And you'd rather be with... I personally... I think it would have worked out for the best if he didn't join this experiment, because (laughs) his whole thing was, like, appearance, and he was like, this is the person that is physically attractive to me, and I regret not picking them, but this is the person that's attractive to me in personality, da-da-da, how do I reconcile the two? And it's like, bro, maybe you just shouldn't be on something called Love is Blind, if you know that how someone physically appears is going to be any sort of of any sort of importance to you because ultimately like they have all conventionally attractive people
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right on this show but still like he kept saying like Zenim wasn't his type and all this shit and it's like
0: I would say, though, I would say, though, maybe that is more reason for him to be on the show to expose himself to these like superficial, superficial ideals he's put on himself for like who he should be with. Right. Like, I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. like uh, we we, like for me, like I had this idea of like who I should be with. Right. Like relationships in the past, you know, where I was like, oh, this is on paper who I should be with. But like it didn't work out because it wasn't mm-hmm. the right relationship you know what i mean right and you you got to go through those ex- like i don't know cuz first off this whole s- science uh, social experiment that is love is blind is wild it's it's, it's insane dude, it's, the it's, whole idea of it. it it's wild and i think that if like zenev and 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 cole were able to have more than just 3 weeks to be with each other before they got married right. that maybe they could they could they could you know work it out because i feel like all they needed was mm-hmm. more time and less pressure because right. i could feel poor zeneb and is that her name Zenev? i don't want to like i don't i hope that's her name but zeneb Zen, Zen, is it a v or a b i want to search it up um i think it's a b let me see all up, zeneb colon zeneb oh, yeah poor zeneb. Zeneb. they were just yeah. not a good match but but but, but I, I i thought i don't know i kind of okay Oh, like you, yeah, they're not a good match, but I think they could have worked out though if they had more time. Because I could, just feel, the thing, I could like, just feel Zenab's anxiety though, like I could mm-hmm. just feel it, and then like mixed with like mixed with Cole's like childish nonchalantness, it could work out if they weren't under this immense pressure. But also, it's kind of what makes good TV. So it's no, like exactly
1: shit. because it's such a ridiculous premise to say. You have ten days to propose to someone. You live with them for three weeks, and then you potentially marry them for presumably the rest of your lives.
0: And that's the or, thing and until it doesn't work out. But it's and, like, Whoa. and that's the thing I always tell Steph. Like I always always bring up. I'm like, nah, they're not necessarily thinking after the wedding. All they're thinking about is getting to the 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 getting to the what's it called the fucking. The fucking place where you stand. What's it called? The, fucking- the altar. The altar. There you go. I've never been married. Yeah. So I don't know the spot. Uh, but the <laughs> altar, you know, like they want- that. that's mm-hmm. where you want to go for the TV show. You know, for your goal as a production. Right. I'm getting right. to the altar. The son of a bitch who's with me, whoever they are, right? They're annoying me. They're like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I just, I feel like every person, and I think a lot of the women especially, are just keeping in mind, I have to just get to the altar. I can say no. I can say no. Mm -hmm. But Mm there's just so much pressure, dude. And yeah, it's good TV. I can't say it's not.
1: It's riveting TV because it makes no sense. The whole premise is just ridiculous and we're so enthralled by it because it's just wonky and like the concept is crazy it's and i love that they keep referring to like they always say in the real world that's a phrase repeated by everyone throughout the show which i find so funny because i'm like not is this not real to you like, why is it in the real world versus in the pods? Like, th- this is, this is real. Might be behind like a screen and you might be behind some cameras, but like, so I just think that repeated phrase was so struck me as so odd because none season. of
0: them were grounded dude none of mm-hmm. they were all drinking alcohol and not in a good vibration I before mm-hmm. I want to talk about all the other couples I was trying to find the, the list of the couples but an <laughs> idea I had for Netflix's next great reality TV show dating show ready is yes. I want to do love is blind because love is blind that's fun right mm-hmm. I would change one thing Just one thing. I would take the alcohol away and give them Mm -hmm. only cannabis products. For real. So there's cannabis, you know, drinkables, you know, edibles. You can smoke, you know, you can vape, you can do all these other things, but no alcohol. And I feel like we'd have more aggression. And I think we'd have way more crying. And I think we'd have people actually falling in love. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like imagine like having a first date. And then you're smoking a little bit of grass and you're able to relax and be like, yeah, when I was 15, I went through this and... Oh, fuck. And then you're just like, you're letting your inner child's really, you know, really get to meet each other. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would make much better TV because alcohol, which can make good TV, is really volatile. And
1: Right, because
0: the producers
1: always use it to their advantage and weaponized it against their cast nine Um,
0: times out of ten how many times during love is blind season three do we see like those like diary room type of like single shots with them after a big incident and they're just like hold up they're just like their gold stemmed wine glass yeah i i i don't don't know what happened i just (laughs) you know i just i love him i love him so it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine (laughs) okay i want to bring up the other couples because um let's see oh no who comes up for you who comes up for you right now
1: oh colleen and matt dude
0: colleen and matt who's that is Is that the do you love me guy is that do you love me do you love me is he the one who got cheated on i
1: think so yeah 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 with the unresolved trauma dude and they ended up getting married i was really hoping she was gonna say no i'm not gonna lie
0: I um, was a little. like I don't know what. I hope they're good. I hope she's safe. Dude, for real. I don't want to be presumptuous. Scared
1: me, dude.
0: During the reunion, it was a lot of him talking, and her eyes were down a lot.
1: The body language was. We're I watched fine. a
0: whole YouTube
1: video, on, like the analysis of her body language. And what? and they were like, she she should not be in this relationship. <laughs> Because it's, like, a lot of, again, eyes down, like, grabbing the arms, per, like, legs crossed in the opposite direction, all this shit. It's, like, interesting. And hey. Interesting. Because he was just, he's, like, a, a ticking time bomb, for sure.
0: For sure. And also... Who's to say she can't just be anxious because you're on TV, you're on this stage, we're talking about something that has to do with you now, so the spotlight is on you even more. After you've gone to watch the whole show and see what everyone's had to say about you online and all this shit. So there's also that, that, you know, that, again, we don't know what the fuck's going on in reality, but what we saw on the show with Colleen and Matt, yeah, was worrisome. It was just a lot of outbursts from him and I'm glad he like was accountable for them. But when he was like, mm-hmm. but then when he would like diminish them slightly and just be like, yeah, I guess I guess I kind of overreacted there. Yeah, I kind of kind of no shit, bro. Kinda? Like, I just yeah, like the fact that, that, that she hard told to you to watch like the fact that she told you like here's the thing. This is a crazy social experiment. We already said that. Crazy social experiment. You're supposed to date people in 10 days, right? Mm-hmm. So you're getting emotionally attached in some form to these people, right? Exactly. You pick one of those people to get married to, cool, but then you see you everyone sever else. Sever all other attachments. Yeah, just sever all of them. Okay, cool, easy. No, because then you're, because yeah. oh, like, again, it's a wild fucking experiment. And. Mm-hmm. Th- and these boys, I mean, a lot of them showed their twenty-five year oldness. You know what I mean? A lot of them showed that they were twenty-five, and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah, guys. Bartiz, looking at you, kid." Are we moving on? We're moving on to Bartis. Looking at you, kid. Who is he with? <laughs> What's her name? Um, let me see. Nancy. Nancy. Her. Who? First off, poor Nancy. First off, Nancy She's is a awesome. catch beyond a catch who doesn't. Yeah. Like, does not deserve her, yet he walks no. around so high and mighty, bro. It's so exhausting.
1: Uh, Bro, the way that he put her on blast in front of his family and <sighs> was like, oh, she thinks we should abort our kids if they have something wrong with them. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that right now? It's like, what? Over the what? dinner table, like day one?
0: <laughs> and Bartiz. Bartiz does that, making himself look like a piece of shit. But then Nancy has the talk with him one-on-one, and that woman deserves sainthood. She mm-hmm. deserves, gosh, like, f- you should saint that woman because the way she handled that conversation was just text Right. text Yeah. The patience, the, Mm -hmm. the, just the understanding, trying to, you know, meet, you know, just, Hey, we're having a conversation here, but this guy, this high and mighty horse of like a guy who will never have an abortion himself. It has, has the strong opinion of abortions Uh. and stuff. And she's here just giving, you know, not just her opinion, but like her professional expertise because, you know, she like sees what families go through and whatnot. So it's, it's it's not just for Lottie da Opinion Bartiz,
1: and she's also like donated what she donated like thirty eggs or some shit. Whew. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. It's just like He's definitely not the one to be talking about reproductive rights. <laughs> Do not apply to him. Like no 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 no. She has been through so many different situations that like put perspective, you know, like. The lack of Um, respect. On so many situations, yeah. The lack of respect. Like. And she, you know, I think that she. Sacrificed. That seems like a strong word, but like sacrificed a lot of herself for Martise to be like, oh, let's meet in the middle. Oh, actually, you know, I could compromise with you on this. Oh, yeah, I don't actually think that strongly about this. In order for him to, like, stick around and, and like her
0: more. But that I'm conver- like, Bro. The conversation in, the ho- in their hotel room after the pool or whatever, that pool night. Where he oh my explained God, dude. how he's just crazy attractive. And again, again, is this a crazy social experiment? Yes, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, you did talk to other people. Yeah, you did connect with them. And yeah, you may think they're attractive when you see them. But there's something uh, also about self awareness, knowing your audience, who you're talking to, your surroundings, where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're engaged now, and if you're talking to the person you're engaged with, you can totally tell them, "Hey, look, if I can be completely honest, I'm a little drunk right now, and like it's just it's just so wild, you know. Like I, I have these weird feelings about seeing Raven right after we connected, and I just you know just seeing her, you know." It's it's making me feel weird. I still love you. I'm sorry. Like I just want I just needed to voice that. You can say it like that. You can be fucking vulnerable, right? But my dude's right. coming out like, you know Raven's hot. Raven's a smoke mm-hmm. show. You know, I walk into a room and then Raven walks in and they just assume, you know, yeah, them. You know, we'll be, like
1: what? What are you talking? Nobody is assuming that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let alone Raven. Which was the like that, that was bold. the best part, dude. That was the best part. When Raven was just When Raven was just like, oh, Bartise is so childish. um, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yup. Real shit. And I think at the beginning, Nancy was like, twenty-five to me is games. And I don't want to play games. And Bartise is I mean, she should have, should have stuck to her guns about that because he's full of them, for real. I'm like, this dude is not. When his brother was, or when her brother was going off at him at the end, like at the wedding, I was like, yes, let him, let him into him. Come on, come on, (laughs) let him go at it. Come Come on. No. And Nancy's just full of grace, like, no, it's okay. We're going to talk over here. Made him think that, like, she was going to be like, I still want to be with you. And she was like, no, fuck you, Ortiz.
0: On that whole situation at the wedding for them. Yeah. When her mom and her brother were. Mm-hmm. First off, her mom was holding back her brother, one of her brothers. Yeah. But the way they like, react. was nah, like, let him bat him. <laughs> let him. Let him work it out. Let him work it out. Come on. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. Let him work it out. Um but I I really feel like they were feeling and expressing everything she was repressing. Mm. Cuz yeah, na- yeah cause exactly. Nancy was so nope shut down from that experience like she didn't really break down until later maybe. But right. when her exactly. family was blown up, she was whoa.
1: Mhm.
0: Like what's the word? Um compartmentalizing. That's what I felt like that's what yeah. she was doing so hard. That part got me
1: super fucking
0: emotional.
1: I was like, damn, more than the whole show was the brother like doing that shit. So I was like, that's real love right there. That's real
0: love. Like, none of this fake shit. And again, you can say no, right? But, I mean, don't be setting up the person like I'm going to be saying yes the next day. Because that's exactly what Bartiste did right. to her. That's what... That's what really mm-hmm. fucked her over was like, what? You were, you were telling me yes this entire week. What do you? Right. And that's the one thing she asked him not to do. She was like, just don't backstab me. That's it. Just don't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Some yep. Bitch. And then what did they say? They saw him with a girl like <sighs> day after the wedding or something. And he was like, yeah,
0: I was. Hey, it happened. All right did i penetrate i don't know That's not, we're not i'm not talking about my sex life today and then like who's talking literally. about your sex life who is talking about yeah, your sex exactly
1: life? the fact that he literally <laughs> brought that up it's like hmm. <laughs> well buddy, i think you just outed yourself um
0: i do believe thou protest too much you young lad Literally, like, no one talked about your sex life, Bartis. Oh, he's 25, not 27. Let's see, we got Matt yeah, done. 25, dude. Let's see, we like, got Cole, you little fool.
1: <laughs> that was the other thing was when Cole was like, mm. Raven's a 10 out of 10, Clean's a 10 out of 10, and you're a 9 out of
0: 10. Wait, Cole gave wasn't who? he the
1: one who said that up to Zeneb?
0: Yeah, uh, again. And he
1: was like, Raven's a 10 out of 10, Colleen's a 10 out of 10, and you're a 9 out of 10.
0: First off, I think it needs to be said that all the women, again, everyone there, like you said, was, what was the term you said? They were all... Uh, uh, Very conventionally attractive. They're all conventionally <laughs> attractive, you know, like, like they're all, they all have, you know, different uh, fucking, you know, little aspects to their, to their, to themselves. But I mean, like, they're all basically attractive people. Mm-hmm. That being said, Cole is like a good seven on a good day, maybe an eight when he's like talking to people. Zeneb's a straight ten. Like mm-hmm. all the all honestly, yeah, all the dude, ladies for the smoking. most part were ten. Like they were all tens. All the final yeah, ladies dude. were tens. For Cole to be straight that. up like you're a nine? I'm like, what? <sighs> Ex- excuse excuse me, where's your jawline if we're really gonna bring out numbers here? For what are you real, talking about like bro, stop it
1: for real like blubbering on television I'm like bro really
0: and 1 he, out of 10 he did say though he did say that he did like he watched the show and he was very very just shocked and appalled to what he was saying right even to watch it's, himself like he was he, he even himself oh good <laughs> Self-awareness. I hope you
1: learned something, yeah.
0: Damn, I dude.
1: really do. Because, yeah, the only people that I truly enjoyed on this season were obviously Alex, Alexis or Alexa.
0: We got their names. We got their names.
1: Brennan and Alexa. Brennan
0: and Alexa, the cowboy and the, the Jewish mm-hmm. gal. Mm-hmm. They... they They were were such a pleasant surprise because, off the bat, they're very polar opposites. Where Mm -hmm. she's very glamorous, you know, very high lifestyle, if you will, you know, very like that Kardashian esque type of vibe, right? Very glam. She's a a glam gal, right? Mm -hmm. And here comes this cowboy guy, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who who doesn't, who didn't come from a very glamorous laugh himself, right? Very, very, very humble upbringing. And who'd have thunk it? Love mm-hmm. is blind.
1: The fact that he's gonna convert and everything, I'm like, I love this. This is, gr- I love them. That was beautiful. He's like, I- like I- I- I all right, no problems. Yeah. And they literally like, they got engaged in the first episode. They were the first couple after the, the bat. First episode, like that's crazy. Shakshuka,
0: <laughs> fucking Shakshuka, dude. That's what yep. got them.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mhm. Oh. Love them, love them. I actually just rewatched the first episode today yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with my friend because I was like, "Yo, you gotta watch this shit. It's
0: crazy. Makes no sense." You, you know how you gotta watch this show? Mm. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Uh, I watched the show. This was like season two. We watched the show with uh, with Stephanie's friend Megan. Shout out Megan, who is also a therapist. And let me tell you right now, watching Love is Blind with therapists oh, is God, the most entertaining thing <laughs> in the world. Like with Love is Blind season three, Stephanie called out the whole shit with Cole episodes in. Right. Even before right. I saw it, I was like calling shit out on him or whatever, like just being like, just like, poke like just being like mocking him or whatever for this dumbass things he's saying and then she's like already zoomed out like oh no babe oh i think there's a hurt kid in there Mm -hmm. there's a hurt boy in there fuck and i'm and then like at the end of the show of the season i'm like oh my god there was a hurt boy in there and she's like i told you oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah when you have therapists watch watching a show like love is blind oh they're calling shit out left and right gaslighting I want like like to know and and <laughs> <laughs> what trauma triggers Andrew. Wait, the fact that Andrew
1: didn't even show up, the contact solution guy. Oh, he didn't even show up to the reunion because the internet just roasted him
0: so bad. I yeah, I. I but he did that, bro. Like, if he showed what? up to the show, if Andrew showed up to the show reunion, he would have honestly redeemed himself i don't know if that's a strong word but like he was cringe, but he wasn't an asshole right he wasn't an asshole like he was just cringy he was egotistical a bit you know a little self-centered sure and a little high of himself whatever but he wasn't an asshole if he came back and was just like all right guys maybe i did talk about hunting a little too much and my bad about the eye drops oh my god charming probably flipped it around 180 360 degrees Talk to Nancy again, maybe rekindle that and just be like, Fuck, my bad. Yeah, that was kind of stupid, right? My bad. But no, the fact that he didn't show up, you're a punk. You are a (sighs) punk, bro.
1: True. He already accepted defeat, I think. Yeah. Because the internet just tore. I mean,
0: I was everywhere for a second. What did did you think, bro? The cameras are rolling at. Like, what are you doing? Putting on contact solution. To cry. The producer and even then, checked in and was like, are, are your eyes bothering you?
1: Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. do this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no yeah. I've shown that clip to everyone I know. I'm like, Bro, look at this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> this at this so shit. <laughs>
1: <funny>. <laughs> you won't believe the fucking. I mean. <sighs> Men do sometimes. I'm
0: like, wow. And it's the men oh, for the solution- most part. It's like except running SK. down
1: his face. It's <laughs> the yes, men. It's it's, it's the Brennan. men.
0: Brennan's cool. Brennan, yeah. Brennan and Sk. And and Cole is perhaps redeemable, but fucking Bartis. Bartis. Bart- leave him on the fence. Bartis. Bart- Bart- no. Bartis. Bart- Bart- man. Fucking. <sighs> and honestly, when he was talking he about had the no abortion, remorse. when he was talking about the abortion and his stance on abortion it honestly felt like what's the word um oh shit what's the word when you're just trying to say some shit or st- like you're you're posing like you're standing up for some shit but just to like get clout you're fucking mm. what's that fucking word What's that word? Because I feel like he wasn't even. Because again, first off, he's a cis man, right? So like, he doesn't even. He can't even get pregnant, so you, you you can't have a say really on abortion, right? I. What are you talking about? Literally. But the way he was expressing himself about it seemed like he was signal call. Was it signal calling? I don't oh, know. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you're are you, about? Are you catching? Yeah, yeah, are, you, yeah. are you picking Aren't up on well, virtue virtue signaling. signaling. Thank you. Yeah. It felt like he was just virtue signaling. Like he was just mm-hmm. he was pandering to a certain audience that he was trying to attract. Yeah. yeah. It it, it didn't I feel think. it didn't feel genuine. It, it felt so just ugh.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I love that this episode has mainly consisted like, about Love Is Blind literally (laughs) it's perfect that's that's what this episode's gonna be titled probably
1: yes it's funny because at the end of the episode they're like at the reunion they're like this has never been talked about before this abortion conversation what do you guys have to say about it and two people were like this was an important conversation I'm so glad we had this conversation and like said nothing about the substance of it or took any stance whatsoever it was just i'm so glad that we talked about this on tv wow and then they moved on (laughs) they were like guys what are your thoughts about this conversation and everyone was like there was a conversation
0: we talked about it and talked um, about it I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we talked about Mm -hmm. it. Um,
1: I'm glad we have differing views that we can all agree on. It's like, no, bro. That is the literal opposite definition of opposing views. (laughs) Of differing views. Like, what do you mean?
0: Like, here's the thing. You can have your own, like, if it's a religious thing, right? And you're pro-life, whatever. But, like, if we can't even talk about it and just be like, yeah, cool. You're pro-life. All right, cool. I'm pro-choice, right? If you if you don't want to personally have an abortion, again, that's your choice, cool. But it's all about what you're imposing on other people, right? Or like the judgment you cast on other people. It's like let's Literally. just have a conversation without fucking casting judgment. I don't cast anyone any judgment on anybody who's pro-life or anything. Like if that's your choice and you don't want to do that, cool. Just don't be fucking waving your finger at people, being like, you know, even though I'm waving my finger at them, but don't right, be waving your finger at them. That's being pro-choice is to say I wouldn't do this, but I don't care if you
1: do. And to be pro-life is to <laughs> impose it on others. You, you know, know.
0: You know what that reminds me of when people. F- don't understand the definition of feminism. I, the, what you just explained, yeah. what pro choice is, is how people mix up what feminism is. They're like, feminism yeah. means it's pro feminine. It's like, no, it's not. It's, it's just equality.
1: Literally. And I'm like, bro, people have so many misconceptions about abortion that are long, like, well steeped in, uh, patriarchal history, Um, you know, and that goes even to the clinics that we see across from actual abortion clinics that were strategically placed to trick people into not aborting their fetuses. And people would stand outside and still do stand outside and offer things like money, offer things like, you know, shelter and food and say, what do you need to keep this baby alive, to keep this life alive? And literally manipulate people, and it's like, but you at the end of the day, you're not actually going to help me sustain a life,
0: especially yeah. if I'm living in poverty. But you a- know, after after the, after, after, after the baby's born, after the baby's born, are you gonna take care of me then?
1: Yeah, oh, like the money give stops after that. Oh, give so me wh- a fucking call, bro.
0: Yeah, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a friend about this, and it freaked me out when I read this. But it was it was about it was I don't it was it was it was something about abortions, right? And I think I think maybe it was something that was pro life, but it was something so disgustingly cringe. But they were talking about uh, the the birthing process. I think I think it might have just been a medical um, some medical piece or something, you know, like just something speaking about birth, birth the birthing process, and right. it referred to the mother. Are you ready? Brace yourself it oh referred to the mother as the host body right that shit flipped me out i'm like wait the host body what are you talking about yeah the mom's a pod a parasite. what are we talking about? the mom's a pod what are we talking about here like it's i like a, what we, i mean it's not a, well essentially it is a parasite for a little bit um <laughs> i mean it's not, not like giving it's anything spelled. to the mom you
1: know what i mean i mean yeah mom, i don't know parasite
0: And when you think of it
1: like that, it's like, you know, a a lot more scientific, which makes it so much easier to think of as a scientific process as opposed to like a process that we have to attach Feeling and sentiment
0: too, because and detach the feeling and sentiment to like, the to the to the woman, to the mother, or as they say, exactly, the host body. Exactly. You call her a host body. What the fuck is that? hmm hmm
1: It's
0: trippy. I I don't know. Like for me, like yeah. If I prioritize, have kids, like like if I ever have kids, I told Stephanie like if like if me and her ever have kids, I told her I was like once we have kids, like if we have kids, once they grow up. They just live their lives you're still my number one just so you right. know like I, I, of course <laughs> i'm gonna help raise them once they're here right make sure um, they don't fucking you know they're fed and they're chilling right i'm gonna make sure all of that right. but they don't take priority over my partner you're my, you're, mm-hmm. you're my partner like you're the one i'm growing old with they're gonna grow up and live their lives as i hope they do you know i live your life right but like To think that the child has precedence over the mother even before the child's born. Even that's fucking weird.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's Real shit, dude.
0: Uh, Real shit. People are like, should we save the baby or the mom? It's like, what? Fuck, save the mom?
1: Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) This is not even a fucking question,
0: bro. What do you mean? What do you mean? What is a host body? What is a host body? That's your next that's your next song. That's your next song. I wanted to be about what the fuck is a host body?
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's basically my body, my choice. <laughs> yeah, there it is.
0: Fair enough. There it is.
1: Cuz um I don't know. There's some line about a fetus. It's like you don't care about it. uh do give a fuck about a parent's safety? Don't give a fuck about the lives at stake. See, only give a only give a fuck about a fetus safety or like some shit like that. I don't know the words right. to my own
0: song, but like you're already think talking the about point. it. I see you. I see you.
1: You don't care about the humans. You care about this little bean. That's weird. And people will hold these like you know signs up with the <laughs> little shrunken baby on it and be like, "This is a fetus," and it's like, "No, actually, that's." not a fetus that is a full grown human baby (laughs) but keep misinforming queen go off (laughs) like what i've seen those videos where
0: they show the where they show pro-choice people or pro-life people when they're like so do you think this is a, a human life worth saving and they're like yes i do and it's like a picture of a fetus and they're like, "Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's human life, human life." And they're like, "It's a fucking seahorse, by the way. Yeah, yeah this is a seahorse. And, yeah, you didn't know, it, did you? Yeah, Literally. well, anyway, well, this is
1: actually a dried macadamia nut." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, uh, "Yeah, no, no, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, I but like it's like that. the size of a fetus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the metaphor of a fetus, bro." <sighs> Jeez, those people are just
1: mm I can't believe they still exist and are out there in there like what do those people do like do you have a day job
0: like stand outside I the f- abortion clinic <laughs> they need a hobby, they need a hobby, they need to like sit down, take some psilocybin
1: yeah,'m i like do you cry love a little bit in
0: life like smoke some weed like can I tell you like can i just have i told, did I tell you my psilocybin experience with mushrooms? hmm. So I got to try mushrooms with a friend at his, uh, him and his husband had their wedding anniversary and they rented a house out in Yukaipa, I believe. It's up in NorCal, right? And, right. Um, uh, and they were, one, it was like a, like a weekend kind of getaway just for close friends. It was great. They had mushrooms for everyone to try, right? I'd never tried them, so I, I got to experience it. Uh, my second day of trying them, because my first day I just tried a little bit just to try it, right? Just put my toe in the water, be safe. On, right. the, on the second day when I tried, I took a little bit more and I felt myself get overwhelmed with feelings. You know, I was going through a lot at the time, going through the beginnings of uh, the realizations of my roles with like my family, right? Friends, you know, me, all this shit. And like, uh, you know, past, uh, you know, uh, at that time, uh, a friendship literally breaking to pieces. Um mm-hmm. A lot going on in my life at that point. And when I took those mushrooms, I just felt overwhelmed. I felt so overwhelmed. And I decided to just be like, all right, guys, I think I'm just going to go to the room real quick. And my friend Christopher, shout out Christopher, one of the most loveliest people I've ever, ever met. Uh, he was like, yeah, no problem, dude. Go to the room. That's why we have our own rooms. Just to in case we do feel like this, you can take your space and come back whenever you feel ready. You know? And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, that's, that's beautiful. Thanks, man. And and so I went to the room and I sat down and in my room, uh, we had uh, this large like one of the walls was a giant window, basically. And it had a door that led to the bottom patio. It's like a like a like a downstairs outdoor patio area where there's a bunch of furniture like it's like a storage area. Right. A really cool house. Dude, this house was next door to a cannabis farm. And the day we got there, the farmer comes over to the house, and drops off to my friend and his husband a jar of his product, and said, "Happy anniversary!" Like, sweet. Like you can't. You it's my can't, kind of neighbors. Like that's that's good people right there. Like I don't mm-hmm. say, say what you will. That's good people right there. Um, For real. So I I felt safe, you know, and I decided to go down down the stairs into that downstairs outdoor patio storage area. And there was like this old wooden rocking chair and I sat and I rocked and I looked out and it was just woods, just NorCal woodsy area, you know? And I started just thinking and I was like looking, 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 looking. And then like, I, I don't know what psilocybin does, but it gives you this ability to be really aware and like attached from your ego and your thoughts. Right. And so I just asked myself, what am I lo- looking, look, looking, looking for? What am I looking for? Why do I keep looking for someone? Why am I looking for someone? I have to stop looking for someone. Why? Stop it. You got yourself. You're enough, right? And sent, I got up and I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done looking. But it wasn't the end of the journey yet. I then walk out of that little patio area into the actual like grounds of the woods. Dirt and everything. And I walk down this, this hill. And once I reach the bottom of the hill, I'm like, wait, where am I going? And I I hear my (laughs) friends laughing and having fun, you know, and I hear them singing and shit. And I'm like, no, I gotta, that's where I gotta go. Why am I, I know I don't got to look for anything. And like, I'm always searching for whatever it is, right? Whoever it is. And there's, there are Mm. these people who are lovely. They're there. Like, why are you leaving that, Stephen? Why are you isolating yourself again, yet again, isolating yourself? Look who's there. And I had to go back up that dirt hill. And I was wearing dress shoes. And walking up that hill was a fucking challenge, dude. Oh, God, I bet. That mental, emotional, spiritual journey I was going on, induced by the psilocybin, was now a physical obstacle via this hill. Right, how bad did I want to go back to my friends and loved ones? Well, if you do, you got to work for it, Stephen. But all that to say, psilocybin allowed me to detach from the ego and feel my feelings and process them easier just because they are hard for me, just because of who knows, you know, trauma or. Whatever experiences from my past make it hard for me to change and change my way of thinking, it just helps break that, you know. Psychedelics just help break those bonds. I've heard that a lot too. That's 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 their main thing. They help you break those bonds, so you can learn and. (sighs) Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god. I think that's why.
1: Like the last couple of times I've taken shrooms, it's been like almost overwhelming for me, and I never. I took a lot of. Not a lot, but I guess a lot for any quote unquote normal person, uh, <laughs> psychedelics and different drugs in college and the year before that. And like, it was always a great time, you know, always revealed something about myself and I always went somewhat smoothly and I knew everything was going to be fine. And then the last couple of times I took shrooms, it was just like, smoking weed with it for some reason was like way too much Mm. and i just became so overwhelmed that i was like no i'm not ready to deal with this i can't do this right now so i just like slept through basically actually last time i slept through it time before i like read through it i like was trying to read
0: my book yeah yeah what did you read
1: um i read uh zen and the art of motorcycles is that what it's called
0: what? what Zen about. and the Art of Motorcycles. Yeah, it's a really great book. If I was going to guess what book fatherness. you were reading while on your mushroom cannabis trip, not the book I was going to guess. I've never heard of that book, first off. What's yeah, that it's beautiful.
1: Um, it's, it's about this father who goes on a motorcycle trip with his son. And the whole thing is kind of like a philosophy book based around this journey, this physical journey. So it's very much like tapping into where I was mentally (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's the whole thing is, is so much more symbolic than the actual trip, but it's them going on this ride and him remembering, you know, what he learned from his dad and his son receiving things differently than he may have liked, like not loving parts of the ride and like them going with their, um, I think it's like another couple that are their friends that go with them Mm -hmm. or maybe just like another guy. Um, But, you know, there's weather challenges, there's road challenges, there's relationship challenges between father-son dynamic and like all these different things that just serve as sort of like a physical representation of this journey that they're taking as two individuals connected by not by choice but by blood you know so it's it's a great book he actually just came out with a sequel after like 30 years or something so it's that's a direct why I wanted to, to read it but I, yeah I haven't read it yet but that's what they told me when I checked it out about nine months ago now so I really need to return that like super bad <laughs>
0: I don't know <laughs> what my
1: fines are looking like, but it's Uh-oh. probably not good. Just return it
0: and say bye. <laughs>
1: I have so many, I've avoided the library for months now.
0: won't like get mad. Just return it to them and just be like, I'm sorry. I love you. Bye. I'll, sorry, I'll I've had these books for a year. Yeah, it's fine. I, honestly, I think my I dad, he here's five bucks. Here's five dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, my bad I mean they sustain themselves on donations anyways so they probably greatly appreciate it
0: yeah as long as you return the books probably that's all that matters yeah but I have a couple I haven't finished finish them them. then finish them wait so what's what's that what's that book like while you're you know you read it while you're coming down from a high I read it while I was high as fuck what is it just like, grounding, or is it you just find yourself like? It, I needed slowly, to focus on something. I, I was get, like, does it help you focus more? Are you like more mm-hmm. focused when you're induced in that like psychedelic state rather than when you're just sober? And not even uh, no, would you I don't say think it's so. even psychedelic or like, or are you just like a like a buzz.
1: Um, because it feels like
0: psychedelic. I would say. Word.
1: Psychedelic, yeah, yeah, for Mm. sure. Because even THC has psychedelic properties.
0: Mm.
1: So, combining THC with psilocybin, you're gonna definitely unlock um, (laughs) that part of your brain that's like on another level, you know? So, I was very, I think everything about be taking psychedelics whether you microdose or your macrodose is situation and environment you know and i was not in a good environment at that time i was uncomfortable i was like they're dealing with a lot of unknowns so Um, the only thing that i could do to keep from being entirely overstimulated and like panicking focus focus on one thing get in the sunshine drink water you'll be good But I do remember, like that day, I was just tweaking, like I was so off my rocker because I took a bunch of shrooms, and then I took a bunch of edibles. And usually, like edibles, don't affect me, but not, but combined, yeah. Oh my god, dude! I just got got hit.
0: Once you got edibles in your system, THC becomes something else. Like, it mm-hmm. literally transmutes in your, like, fucking chemistry in your gut happens. And I forgot right. what the chemical's called. But, hold on, I'm going to search it up just so I don't sound complete. There are just too many things going on at once. Let me see what, you know. God, what chemical is induced when edibles are taken. Because it's not just THC. Oh, my God. Here it is. Tetrahydrocannabinol
1: that's uh, THC. THC
0: fuck me though no you're right no, that's not it there's more there's something else that pops out. out there's something else I swear to god wait what I'm probably right. yeah. THC become in I have to be more specific what does THC become in the gut mm. it's cause when you eat it
1: it changes. Oh yeah, that's why edibles are different when you drink them because it processes through your liver differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and there's a certain drug. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. There, there is a certain. I gotta find it now, just because I don't want to sound like a total dumbass. No, because I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a semi dumbass. You know, on my best days, but yeah. I know that when you take, oh, I it gonna give me the appetite? No, 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 no. Fuck.
1: Forgot what it these was. These were like, good edibles, too. Like, none of that fucking... I mean, I was, like, hanging with this rich dude, and he was like, do you want some really good stuff? And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll take an edible. I'm what was <laughs> it? Whatever. Dude, I don't know. There were these gummies. He was like, I usually take half of them, and he's, like, a fat stoner. So I shouldn't have known from that. Like, What
0: did you take, a full?
1: I took two of them. My- Son of a bitch i was like dude i'm the biggest stoner i know this is gonna be breeze walk in the park and, and then the shrooms started <laughs> to come on and the edibles started to come on and i had just taken another bong rip and i was oh, like no! and then the dude was like oh i forgot i'd like have a meeting or something i gotta go she <laughs> oh, like leaves me at his house with his two giant rottweilers and i'm like alright, cool, I'm just gonna sit in the sun cause I'm cold as fuck right now and try to read and pet this dog and I was sitting, I don't know how long I was sitting there, I came back inside, he was already back just like doing shit and I was like, how long have you been here? (laughs) he was like, oh, you were just chilling, (laughs) like, yeah, right? I was like, oh my god have you been here a long time? Oh my god Fucking coming out
0: like Alan Grant from Jumanji. Like, what year is it? Literally, I'm like burnt by the sun. Like, hello. (laughs) Just like a
1: bookmark on my chest. I'm like, ah. (laughs) So I come in. I like try and use his shower. But I like tried to use his loofah that was in there. And like the fucking texture on my skin, dude. I was like, oh my god. It's ripping off my skin. I'm going to die. What's happening? Ah. And then the shower turns off. I'm like an ice cube. No. Like it's cold in the house. The water's off. I'm like, oh my God, this is it.
0: This is it. I'm going to die. This is how I die. So
1: I was like, yo, listen, man, this has been great, but I got to go home. (laughs) And then I drove three hours back to LA from Palm Springs.
0: what was it like i've been there i've been there Ooh, i i got my own i got my own edible story i'll tell you afterwards but how was it
1: bro i called my friend i was like
0: bro i'm never doing this again yeah
1: i'm like i've in the fucking right lane like (laughs) just like i think i might have i don't even know i think i went straight home but i was on the
0: phone the whole time i was like
1: gotta be distracted
0: at this point this, this all, before I tell my edible story, we, we got to just say right now, yeah, be careful eating edibles, kids. Better not be For kids. Real? But when I say kids, I mean adults, because yeah, kids shouldn't be eating edibles. I, to, I At any level. Honestly, like I know stress is, big. I don't, I don't know the science behind, you know, drugs or whatever, but like, just be responsible, everyone. But, um, edibles really can be, again, I don't know, I forgot what that Dude, fucking chemical is, but THC, when THC th- goes into your gut, a new fucking chemical emerges and it's way more psychedelic and psychoactive than Mm. thc so that's why people have bad trips that's why people like and that's my fucking
1: problem the first couple times i ever like ingested cannabis i did edibles so i thought for a long time like that was weed which just Mm. this crazy like the first i remember like going to lance's after prom and his mom made us these brownies I had the brownies and i also smoked weed like smoked smoked weed for the first time i was hallucinating like dead-ass hallucinating yeah. i woke up the next morning and i was high as hell and i had to go to church Ooh. and i'll never forget that dude because i was like tripping balls off of fucking weed
0: no edibles every time i took you. edibles no, again in high school just for like, I was like damn i guess purposes. this is just it <laughs> Just for scientific purposes. Hold up, I'm never searched So oh, interesting. Up. Let me see. And
1: for years, I was an edible, like naysayer, because they didn't do anything to me anymore once I raised my tolerance. But once you fucking put that psilocybin in there, it's like
0: anything's possible. Anything's possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Oh man, let's see. God, what is that chemical? It's not. Let me see what. Dramamine. I mean? t- no, I'm just kidding. T- it's t- not a medicine. What? What? What medicine? Dramamine. Dramamine. How does the your, your body metabolize? And see, drug metabolism is the entire pro- uh, the, the entire process of how drugs are transformed and con excuse me converted from one chemical form to another okay mm-hmm. T-A-C in the liver dah, dah, metabolizes the liver. Buh, bu-buh, 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 ch- okay cool travels via the bloodstream nope that's not what I'm talking about oh, I swear no. this is for this is for science you don't gotta go anywhere do you it's true no I don't all right, now this is this is for science, okay? I'm See, teach or CBD, wild cannabis industry becomes active. transform process called decarbo. That's let like, we smoke it. Yeah, heat. That's smoking. Here we go. Metabolism has consumed, absorbed into the bloodstream. Now that's smoking it through your body's initiated. Stop about smoking it. But if the, if you ingest THC, the blood path cancerous. So similar Cannabis is taken orally, must first be absorbed from the intestines and sent through the liver. Any cannabinoid sent to the liver will be metabolized by your liver cells, a process known as first-pass metabolism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the metabolic transformations take place due to the high level of enzymes. Cannabinoid metabolism can also take place uh, in other tissues. Oh, it doesn't call out the fucking chemical that the, the new chemical that it becomes. Oh, uh, why is it so hard to find? I swear, once there's more studies, because studies are being done now. They're being done more yeah, now, exactly. Because that's the problem with why we can't find, like, why I can't find it so steadfast and true right now on Google. It's because studies yeah. are being done right now. Like you know, when you hear if you googled what chemicals are in a white cloud, it's gonna come up right
1: away. <laughs> But it's just not the same conversation.
0: It's If you Google how the effects of sugar on the heart, there's 30, 40, whatever, how many decades worth of research. I can't wait until we're in our 50s and there's finally 15, 20 years worth of research on the benefits of psychedelics and against, you know, just real, just dude, like mental real. With mental health. Like I, That'll be the day. You stop pushing this bullshit and
1: start pushing real scientific... Enlightenment, because that's the thing is they were always like, "Oh, smoking cigarettes is good for you," and then they were like, "Oh, just kidding," and now they're like, "A glass of red wine a day is good for you." Isn't that what it is? A glass of red wine a day. Well, I'm like, there's no fucking
0: way, bro. (laughs) Here's the the thing. Here's the thing. I will say, and I'm and I don't know if you know this, baby ghost, but I'm not a doctor or a scientist. So I take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not a doctor, uh, (laughs) but. What I do All know right. as a Stephen, as a Stephen, um, mm, is that esteemed. there are benefits to these medicinal products like alcohol and cannabis and tobacco even. Right. But, but when it's the consumption. It, it's about the consumption. Like, again, like Method. whiskey, a little bit of whiskey for a cold. That's not just a, a little story, uh, you know, our moms told us or whatever, or whiskey. like a little whiskey does help us help fight a cold. It just does. Oh, you know some shit. What? I knew this girl in college
1: who would take a shot before her eight a.m. lab, like of tequila, That's and be insane. like, "Yo, I'm about to clear my sinuses for the day."
0: And who's to say? And here's the thing: if she's if, if she's just she's taking, like, if, if, she, if she's just taking that small shot, and it does clear her sinuses, right? Fuck it, <laughs> wake her up. It, it, she's not like she's not like drinking throughout the day drunk buzz no, no. I never there, like actually drinking
1: except for that morning shot and like a shower beer <laughs> i was like damn you
0: are a fascinating creature wait say that again you say uh, a tequila away? shot hold in the morning shower way? beer at night hold on i'm gonna go pee let's do i'm gonna let shower beer sink in i'm gonna go pee oh, real right yeah. quick. give me godspeed <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I have a good. I think. Do I have footage of you just munching on some Pringles? Uh huh. Dig it. Pringles not a sponsor, but if you want to, Pringles. Pizza Pringles. Pizza Pringles. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. what's up. Pringles are good. They're interesting. Pringles are uh, under. Um, what's the word? Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Very much so. You
1: need more love.
0: More love on the Pringles. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, we're an hour and forty-seven minutes in. I think. Oh shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think uh, I think it's a good time to uh, get to the segment, the question segment. Now that we have video for the podcast, uh, we're just gonna do questions again. You know, we don't have to do it all the time, especially now that this is your third appearance on the show. So now this is your third time uh, going through these uh, inside the actor studio questions. But I, wanna, I want to three different answers hell yeah you're a different person today maybe who knows you might you think it's different true. you feel different you know? every day these might be different for you ghost alright well for those that don't know you know ins- uh, these questions are from inside the actor studio I don't want anyone getting all pissy with me being like you stole those questions I know where they're from I know James Lipton I love him rest in peace you know Hopefully, no, no, nothing bad comes out about James Litton. Then we hate him tomorrow, but we love yeah, him right now. Real. Rest in peace, man. You know, these are from Inside the actor Studio. Ten questions that are deceptively simple. To get, uh, Get let, help me get to know Baby Ghost more. You can get to know Baby Ghost more. So, you know, let's see what, what you're all about. All right. Cue the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in music. Question one. <laughs> What is your favorite word?
1: Ah, oh, damn it. It's the first one. Oh, man. Um, I mean, you know, I still... I think I said this before. I still really like kismet. Um, Kismet is a beautiful word. I use it a lot. I found out kismet is, um, I believe the hindu word or something um kismet is like um yiddish i think or hebrew um but essentially just serendipity it was meant to happen meeting of the minds like perfectly aligned i love the idea of it but i also love that the word is so fun to say kind of like a um onomatopoeia i guess like mm. it's it's a little bit like that kismet, mm. very kismet. just like cacophonous kismet. <laughs> that's a good one, cacophonous. I like Ooh. that one too.
0: Yeah. So we got kismet, kismet, right? And cacophonous kismet. A cacophonous kismet.
1: Mm.
0: Baby girl's latest single, cacophonous kismet.
1: Oh shit!
0: Yo, Hold that's a challenge right there. That
1: down. Let me write that down.
0: Put that to a beat. Kackoffin is Kismet. <laughs> Not right now, of I course. I love. I Next time we see each other. Next time you come Y'all by the, the podcast, we we'll be like, Steven, I got a single to know. show you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh shit. Dig it. All right. Dig it. All right. Well, hey, that was a good first question. <laughs> Next question. What is your least favorite word?
1: Uh, right now it's mulch. It doesn't yeah. really c- come out that well. Mulch, kind of choke on it.
0: <laughs> mulch. Yeah. Don't love it. Right on. All right. Next question What turns you on emotionally, spiritually, or mentally?
1: Uh,. I think, like, theory, music theory conversations. I'm like, damn. Wow. This is really riveting. <laughs> <laughs> like, something nerdy like that, you know, where it's like, you know uh, how to take the, like, you you know to diminish the chord to make it more dramatic or something. Like, those kinds of conversations are always super stimulating for me. So I'm like, oh, I know this.
0: <laughs> like chord progression or. Yeah. Yeah. Being like, let's change that from the fifth. Let the fuck, let's go to the fourth to the sixth or something. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's get deceptive.
1: Yes. I'm like, this is the only math I know. So I, I'm there for
0: it. <laughs> Dig it. Cool. Music theory. All right, next question. That's the lamest thing I've ever said in my life. Dude, no. Oh my gosh. No, nah, take that back right now. What That's- turns you on? Music theory. That's wonderful. <laughs> Dude, are you so cool are you about to laugh at bob ross because i'm sure that man it was turned down by happy trees and happy mountains and happy clouds that he would paint (laughs) squirrels he's holding there he's like it's fucking squirrel
1: (laughs) i'm living right now
0: hey yeah and then when you're talking Mm. about me when you're in a when a group of people and they're talking about music theory you are living (laughs) like damn
1: (laughs) this is it right here doesn't get much better
0: (laughs) with your white cloth this is it fam
1: (laughs) This is it right here. Hey, guys, you want to talk about major scales? <laughs> That's me at a party anywhere. I'm like, no. OK, I'll go play with your cat. <laughs> to a T. That's it. So you heard it here. Verbatim.
0: You heard it here, folks. If you want to talk to baby ghosts when you like bump into them at a bar at a party or right? you see them after a show, you want to talk to baby ghosts and get... Bring in some there's one here. thing i care about <laughs> imagine you're gonna have someone come up to you and be like hey baby ghost uh what's your favorite time what semester?
1: do you think about the circle of fifths <laughs> <laughs> my god i'm so glad you asked with that guy
0: i'm so glad you asked about the circle of fifths actually yes it's
1: gonna be great actually think like, it's a think very about it.
0: great system god. for songwriting and it's very you can utilize it so many ways <laughs> What am like putting in my retainer. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I mean, oh, really, let me take out the retainer. I'm getting really excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: where's the lie?
0: Dig it. Hey, dig it. All right. Well, next question. Let's see what this one's going to be then. What turns you off emotionally, spiritually, or mentally?
1: Um, I would say all three I get turned off by someone uh, being a bad listener and especially vocalizing that. like say someone listens to ask you a question, listens to your whole answer, and then responds with something completely unrelated that they clearly wanted to say from the get-go, but we're just being polite in order to like let you say something for a second. You know, I'm like, damn. Fuck why <laughs> Why do that yeah like just be mindful be in the be in the present moment conversationally it's a big exercise in patience and learning and unlearning and i think that it's just like of the utmost importance so
0: so that's why i started bringing guests onto the podcast so i can just practice that that's all this yeah, is. Yeah, real everyone. shit. That's all this is. This is all just, this. is all a, 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 a. This is a love a is a blind human. social experiment. <laughs> this, this that's what this is turning out to be. This is a human human experience exercise right now. I'm learning how to human better.
1: Netflix, hello.
0: <laughs> Netflix, remember <laughs> it's me. It's me, a cousin Stephen Netflix. Remember that new sound you were looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> ah Not real shit. Ah, oh, dig it. Okay, well, nice. Thank you. Great response. <laughs> Next question. What sound or noise do you love?
1: Um, I love, well, this is immediate answer because it's in my hand. I love <laughs> the sound of a lighter, Um, especially like when I'm sleeping over somewhere and I'm like waking up and I hear someone like taking a wake and bake bong rip. Like that'll wake. I don't know. I'm just so trained now. <laughs> I'm such a like delicate sleeper, but you you click that letter at 8 a.m. I'm up. I'm upright. Hey
0: guys, I'm here for it. You guys smoking? What are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like when yeah, you, exactly. Like when someone smells bacon in the morning and they wake oh, up. Oh, nah. you passed that. <laughs> no nah, it's not bacon. It's the sound of the lighter clicking. Hey guys, mm-hmm. you guys smoking?
1: <laughs> Hey, it's moving with the That used to happen in my friends' dorms all the time. I would be out from like an acid trip the night before, like a long night of drink. I didn't drink a lot in college, I just did a lot of drugs. So I was just like passing out of my friends' rooms because my roommate, like freshman year, she was super square. So I didn't want to come back tripping balls and like scare her out of the dorms. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just hang out with the homies And I would wake up in the morning to just like, Wait, bro hey we got class soon can you pass me that
0: Ugh. if anything too i don't know again 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 i need to i need to reiterate this i'm not a doctor okay I'm okay i right. i forgot actually uh, okay good i'm glad i had i'm glad i reset that um but Thanks. i feel like honestly like if you had to pick either smoking weed and the occasional acid trip right Or drinking alcohol, I think I would take cannabis and the occasional acid trip. I feel like that'd be the healthier choice. Yeah. Because the amount of drinking the average college student does, that alcohol, you don't understand how fucking damaging alcohol is. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's yummy. I like a good cocktail every now and again, right? It's lovely. But alcohol Mm -hmm. will fuck you up if you're not respectful bro i got
1: kidney stones from not solely from drinking alcohol but like i was been drinking one weekend blacked Ooh. out for the second time in my life thankfully haven't done that since don't plan on doing it again <laughs> um nice but after that weekend i got had a kidney stone and they were like yeah you were on this road but this weekend like you just accelerated this process exponentially And I ended up in the ER because of it, because I didn't know what was going on. I thought, like, my appendix burst or something. I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. And then they're like, yeah, (laughs) you got to pee. I'm like, oh, all right, bet. Thanks for the four-hour fucking hospital bill, then. Like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah. All could have been avoided.
0: as As a friend, I'm happy to hear that you... You consumed more. uh, Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to that, mate. Hey, cheers. Uh, Well, (laughs) dope. Oh, my God. Where are we? What year is it? Oh, my God. I would love to know. All right. Let's see. Okay. Next question. (laughs) That's what. Wait. Yeah. You said lighter. Wow, it took us on a whole day. That was beautiful. All right. (laughs) Let's go. Next question i know papa you're gonna eat soon oh wait have you not had dinner yet i'm so sorry my guy Oh no. just wait, okay buddy wait we're almost done okay wait oh you did feed him so what do you want you want to oh you little trickster do you want to poop I took him out. and she took you out oh he wants to cuddle see okay with milo if i may just Stop the questions for one moment. Milo is very... Please. He's very expressive. And it's one of my favorite things about him. He, we know when he mm. has to poop. We just have to, again... Like how you said, how with people, you know, active listening. And, you know, when you listen to someone... All we have to do is listen to Milo. And we know what he mm. wants. If he wants my to poop and go outside... We know how that reads for him. He's frantic. He's pawing at his leash. He tells us when he wants food... He'll tell us that's a different kind of you know, interaction with him. We know. And when he yeah. wants and he also tells us when he wants to cuddle, when it's late at night yeah. and he's sleepy, he's like, hey, um, he'll do this. thing, will be like, hey, hey, you want to Oh, cuddle? that's so Look, sweet. And I'm like, yeah, after I'm done here. <laughs>
1: you little sweet thing i love
0: Aww. him okay but, okay that was, you had your moment that was the milo moment he has his own instagram go fi- follow him at he milo jingle he he's well his name is he's milo sergeant pepper brogan inspired by uh sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band naturally of course of but, course. Uh, but yeah he he could have like a little like it's Milo, Sergeant Pepper coming down. He just wants a little food. Bow wow wow, bow wow wow. Sergeant Pepper, Milo, coming down. He wants to cuddle with you now. Okay. Oh, that was perfect. <sighs> Paul, Paul, is that
1: you? <laughs> oh,
0: it's not me. It's just a rumor. It's not me.
1: It's been so long. I thought you were dead.
0: <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm the walrus. <laughs> more oh, like Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, oh, next question. Lovely, lovely. Let's see. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Next question. What's your favorite curse word?
1: Ringo. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. um, <laughs> You know, lately it's been cunt because... I don't use it as a curse word. I use it as an adjective, right? Coming from um, the vocabulary of my fellow queers, cunt. I was trying to explain this to my friend's boyfriend the other day. Whoa, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, if something is cunt, like...
0: Whoa, wait, what? Something if can something be cunt? Serving,
1: if something is... Well, it's serving cunt. Oh, okay. So to shorten it, it's cunt. But if it's serving cunt, it's like, t- I don't even know how to describe it. It's top tier. It's mm-hmm. um fucking tearing the house down in a way that, like, everyone is staring. It's elegant. It's, uh, a, like, show-stopping. It's something that's never been seen before. A lot of things could be cunt. And then he was like, is like, petting a cat cunt and i was like no bro painting (laughs) a cat no petting a cat he was like you know when you like pet a cat and it's like hella soft like is that cunt i was like i kind of see where you're coming from but no that is not cunt. no that's not good
0: boy that's not okay
1: like if you saw lady gaga's meat dress for the first time in 2008 or whatever Mm. and this vocabulary was applicable, you'd be like, that's kind.
0: That's mm. very good.
1: Let me dress. Yo, it's
0: I'm kind. learning something new, so wait. Yes. So the term Not,
1: the language comes from like
0: Yeah, that was my next question.
1: Well queer most of queer language comes from African American vernacular English, right? Which is like A V E. So much of our like TikTok language comes from A V E, which also a lot of the times is intrinsically oh, linked
0: time with out. time out whoa something happened on mine. i'm so sorry hold up are
1: you good no you're good oh my god yeah
0: okay so we're just gonna pick it up from there if you don't mind like nothing like, happened. it's the professionals we are so i know buddy do you want to cuddle i swear to god i think he mm. wants to cuddle okay so let's see um Let's pick it up with. You just said your favorite curse word was "cunty," beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, cunt. Oh, and also, let's just because it got cut off, and I don't want it to get cut off. This t- for just, Where does yeah. "cunty" come from, or to be so the cunt. adjective "cunt"? Thank you, "cunt" the yes. adjective. Serving thank you for cunt. correcting me.
1: Yes, when we were talking about the language, sort of like, um, pipeline here from, like. What we are seeing as this TikTok youth slang, which actually is stemming from a queer language, um, like queer coded language, which has predominantly been taken over by white queers, but which actually comes from AAVE and ballroom culture, which is predominantly black people well aave is black people and the ballroom scene is predominantly black people and people of color um like there is that sort of evolution there where everything comes back to black culture and black language because both are tied and then we see like it becoming queer queer language in general um which is sort of where you find the word cunt like, serving cunt, she's serving cunt, she's, like, serving looks, she's amazing, whatever. Um, we see that happening, and then slowly it becomes overtaken by this sort of, like, TikTok slang youth, which is, you know, where we see people, like, I be jogging on Saturdays, as opposed to I stay jog or I am jogging on Saturdays. Mm. That sort of language is directly coming from AAVE, whether
0: we recognize it or not. And one more time for me, what does AAVE stand for?
1: African American Vernacular
0: English. Dig it. All right. Mm God damn technology went on a whole awesome tangent off of AAVE. Yes, it's amazing. And that, I mean, (sighs) AAVE in and of itself has a rich
1: history that is definitely worth looking into and learning some some stuff
0: about so that's why i'm glad we had it we just i had to reiterate that just in case that was lost from the technical glitch
1: <laughs> All now right. you get the concise
0: version yeah. as well very concise thank you next question last three what profession other than your own would you like to attempt
1: um i would like to attempt Clowning being a clown. <laughs> um, my parents sent me to clown school for a week when I was like in elementary school. I was really scared of it, but I recently was a clown in a haunted house, which was cool. and I think I would be a really fun, like, not haunted clown, like a like a cool clown for like a couple days. I think that'd be awesome. So, yeah, yeah clown. I also like kind of know how to do the balloon stuff because of the clown school. So oh. I feel like I, I have the prerequisites for the job and I look like
0: <laughs> so you're like, I'm good with makeup. That's yeah. Say. Take it. All right. Thank you. Next question. What profession would you not like to do? Um, Math
1: teacher. <laughs> don't like math. Wouldn't like to teach it. That's even worse. Dig it. Dig it. And that people don't like their math teachers if they don't like math. So, uh, like, uh, let's just save us both
0: the trouble. That's fair. But we will cuddle soon, Milo. Relax. No. I know, but Soon. Next qu- Like, he's literally trying to climb onto my lap. Like, he's.
1: Aww. Oh going want to be a part of the podcast? Hello. What do you have to say?
0: So what is your dad? favorite word? Yes, my favorite word is laying with my dad. Okay. <laughs> I lay with my Hello. Hello. Uh-huh. Hello. Yes, yes. Okay, hold up. You got to sit down, Papusito. Okay. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is... Okay, so I'm going to do it with... I love you too. We're going to do this final part with Milo on my lap because he wants to cuddle. Uh, okay, final question. So happy now. Final question: If heaven exists, what do you hope God tells you when you reach the pearly gates?
1: Here's your friends.
0: <laughs> we gotta mention again. It's probably gonna be Lance. Just gotta say it again. It's probably gonna be Lance right <laughs> there, front of the line. You're like, hey, I got this. Sorry, not. Nah. <laughs> Put this little piece away.
1: It better be with a little (laughs) bong right there. Actually, a bong this size.
0: (laughs) Not a sponsor, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) This size exactly. I'll expect and accept no less.
0: (laughs) Dig it. Dig it. Well... Thanks for uh, cleaning that up with me. I appreciate you. You are a professional, like always, baby ghost. We're almost done. We're almost relaxed. We're almost done. Uh, now, this is the time of the podcast where you get to share what's out, latest stuff you've come out with, things to look at. It stopped recording. There you go. I fixed it. We're good. I caught it, though.
1: Not a flaw in sight. Not a
0: flaw. <laughs> this is all stitched together Technology seamlessly. is smooth. Editing this is going to be fun. Expect this in a couple days.
1: <laughs> <Huh>.
0: <laughs> but anyway, take your time. Please let the world know, you know, the vast world of the Y the F not listeners, what you got going on, what to expect, anything in between.
1: Yeah, I'm working on an LP right now. Just released my EP, Sad Ghoul Summer back in August. So, definitely get that up. Just release my um, first music video that I, like, am very proud of. Like, I mean, I, I was proud of my other videos, but this is something different. And you can tell that there's a different energy and a different team behind it. Um, so, that's on my Vivo. And I'm also playing a couple shows this week. Um, Saturday in Santa Monica and Monday... I guess that's next week in um Silver Lake. So those will be super fun and uh more to come from there.
0: Hey well till next time. Til
1: yes, next time. absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Yo, this one, this 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 podcast was like our first two combined. Time-wise. I know, right? It was sick. <laughs> That's a good time That's so funny Ah, uh, well, let's see I for... mean, shit, dude you, but It's fun to talk to you, so Fuck yeah, likewise Dig it off oh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that I'm happy to mm-hmm. hear that well, Let me see Let me officially This is the outro Welcome Like, I don't know if that's gonna stay consistent Like, the intro and outro for the show I might keep it going Just because it's a consistent thing Like, you just, it's the format of the show I know, it would feel wrong to take it out this is a good time just to remind you, hey, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. Uh, don't forget to check out all of Baby Ghost's links down below in the description. We talked a good amount of, like, the Baby ghost got a, they got a new new video out. Go check that out. I'm stumbling on my words because it's late. And and I hung out with, with my girlfriend and I forgot to film these. And I was like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. She's talking to me about some pretty cool, actually. So I'm like, uh, it was some pretty crazy shit I, I gotta get her on this show actually next And then she'll talk to me about this Because the shit she was telling me It was like, it felt like like, It was just otherworldly It was, it's, it's starseed That's all I'll say Anyways, if you want to see anything else That Baby Ghost is up to Check out the description below uh all my links are gonna be down down there too all my links they will be down there too uh my link tree all that good stuff uh and uh yeah subscribe is you subscribe did you like the video i guess you can like it if you want you can comment if you want to like what's your favorite word what's your favorite word is it kilt i don't know anything you know what is it Oh, don't forget, most importantly, you're enough, you're more than enough, it's insane, I don't know if you are, okay, bye, this is something else, I don't know if I'll keep it, maybe, but just for consistency sake, I'll keep it, I don't know, but like when I was doing turn around, I'd like to be talking to the mic
1: really closely,
0: goodbye.